and he picked me up at my hotel in Gurney and drove into Chicago, pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had no idea that he was a representative in the Illinois House. I had no idea he was in politics. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. He gets out, comes back. Um, I start putting a line on a CD tray uh, to snort. And I just happened to notice that he pulls something else out of his pocket. And next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going. And it went the direction I had intended it to go. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Hey, everybody. I see you guys in the comments already acting a fool. I hadn't even got a word out yet. That's what I like to see. Carry on. Carry on till I get on the camera. Um, Go ahead and go through the preliminaries. Thank you for tuning in to the Wolf Peace Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Make sure if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please make sure that you are subscribing right now. Hit the subscribe button and turn the notification bell on for me. Do that. Me Do me that solid. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, follow me on all streaming platforms. Yes, that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And also, follow me on TikTok as well. I have a lot of fun on TikTok. I make a lot of little, little cute little snippets from the show. So uh, do that for me. I am sipping. But of course, anywho, uh, thank you for tuning in again. Make sure you uh, share, tell your friend, tag a friend. If you are watching and not able to comment, you must create a YouTube channel. Uh, like I said last week, it will allow you to watch or even log in if you have like a Google or Gmail password, which you have probably linked to your YouTube, which I did before. But you have to actually uh, create a YouTube channel to participate in the live chat. Now, if you want to watch and be incognito, you can definitely do that. But if you'd like to have a conversation and talk with me, again, I am by myself, solo dolo. So, um, fuck you, Robin. Uh, <laughs> solo dolo. So, uh, I like you guys to talk to me. Um, if you saw me yesterday, you better say that now. I am live. I wore this shirt to church last night. <laughs> so, I am live. I had it on for like two hours, bitch. So, hey, mommy. So, I decided to put it on again. So, I'm not faking with you guys. I am actually live at the house, 704, September the 11th, right? Anywho, uh, before I start, let me go ahead and say as well, I understand September September the 11th is a date that we all try to commemorate in this country, but no one gives a fuck what you were doing in the moment. Y'all say that every year. Y'all do the same little post. What were you doing? Y'all, it's not going to change. If you shared it last year, we fucking saw it. Everybody, most people my age was at school. We don't give a fuck what you were doing. You was at school. Anywho, um, get that out the way. Talk about my weekend. Um, So I didn't do anything Friday because I knew Saturday was going to be a very long day. So I went to the tailgate uh, for the Southern Heritage Classic at Tiger Lane, which normally happens around this time, but it's normally TSU, Tennessee State University versus Jackson State University. And uh, this year... 
Uh, well, last year, Jackson State, let it be known, that was their last time participating in the uh, Southern Heritage Classic. So they were replaced with the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So I went. I had a really, really good time. Um, the crowd wasn't what it normally is. And I don't blame. People were trying to say it was because of Pine Bluff, but it wasn't. Pine Bluff showed the fuck up. It was TSU. I guess they figured that Pine Bluff wasn't worthy of coming out to the game or something. It wasn't going to be a good game. I don't know. But Pine Bluff, it was almost like a Pine Bluff homecoming child because every motherfucking body I saw had on Pine Bluff gear. I probably saw maybe one or two people that was ripping TSU. So, um, But all in all, I had a really good time. Uh, I did the Tamiya line dance again. I know I just learned it like two weeks ago, so that was fun. Um, I bought my liquor. Me and Charlie walked. I walked Charlie's eye around the entire lane. But we had a good we had a good motherfucking time. Me and Charlie had a ball. Uh, shout out to Jesse Mason. He had a really really good time under his tent as well. Um, what else did I do? I wasn't really just drunk drunk. I ha- I handled my alcohol pretty good. Um, everybody was fine as fuck. Y'all sons, I fine as fuck. I ain't leave the girls out. The girls was fine, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Thank y'all for having. Beautiful sons. Oh, my God. I'm sitting on this big-ass sheet. I'm, I'm, I'm hot for some reason. Hold on. There we go. But, yeah, me and Charlie had a fucking blast. Um, good times. Good times. Um, I went. So, I ended up finding out they broke into a bunch of cars down there, too. But, luckily, uh, I got. Um, I had good parking. I had, like, preferred parking. So, I didn't have to worry about that too much. But, um, Sunday, yesterday. I went to church. <laughs> I went to church. I went to my, uh, it's not my home church, but I went to the last church I was a part of, and uh, they had a concert. They had a, uh, I think it was pastor and wife anniversary. So, yeah, um, I went to support some of my friends that sang, and you know, just see some old faces. I had a really, really good time. I acted a plum fool, as I always do in church, but I had a really, really good time overall. Um Shout out to Karen Wortham. She watches my show every week, and she's like, you don't know who you're speaking to. Girl, I know who you are. But she, uh, that was our first time meeting in person, but she's always been supportive, even when I was doing the old talk show. So I just make sure when people support like that, and she actually sent me some money one time for something. I think it was for my season finale. She sent me some money to support, and she's always in the comments, always watching. Even if she misses the show, she come back and watches. So I always try to, you know, I made sure then, I was like, I'm going to go to her page and go through, like, several of her pictures so I'll know who she is, right? Because I, I don't want, you know, somebody to be supporting me. I don't take enough time to even remember their fucking face. But, yeah, I know who you were. Um, the choir sang their ass off, as usual. Uh, my friend Jamar, he wore it out. Derek sang his face off. The choir was good. The choir was good. I like what they had on. It was a good time. Um, what else I do? Classic church. That was it. I didn't do anything else. I went to church yesterday. Um, so, for starters, we're going to get, before I get into the main topic, um, there was a concert here last week. We had Gladys Knight came the same night as Lil Baby. I don't know what the fuck it's going to take. Memphis is becoming so embarrassing. And, like, people like to laugh at it online and be like, Memphis, you know, Memphis wilding out, Memphis doing it. That shit is, <laughs> oh, yeah, people noticed me, <laughs> Charlie. People were stopping me, and it was so awkward. And Charlie kept saying, yeah, famous. Yeah, he famous, though. But people kept noticing me at the tailgate, and it was just like, oh, my God. But I'm trying to get better with that. I took a picture with one young lady. Um, I, I should have posted it. 
But um, people were noticing me. And it's, it's really cool. I was telling my dude last week, I was like, it's kind of weird in a way that uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just starting out and I don't really realize that I'm putting shit out for like everybody to digest. And people like it. You know, people kind of flock to it. They like my vibe. They're like, oh, you're so funny. And yeah, it was, um, it was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, people were, were um, noticing me. But anyway, uh, so Lil Baby had a concert at the FedEx Forum. And I, I know, like, at the beginning of the concert, they were saying, like, no one is in there. It was showing it was pretty empty. And um, I know no less than maybe 30, 45 minutes later. I don't know what I was doing. But I opened up my I opened up my phone to Facebook. And one of my kinfos posted. She was there. And she was like, it's over. They have gotten to, they got to shooting inside the concert. Now, <laughs> Memphis is typically typically going to Memphis. But like at what point does we do we make up our mind and be like, I'm gonna carry my pistol? I don't know. First of all, how the fuck did you get your gun inside of the FedEx Forum One? I don't know who the guy is. He seems to be pretty popular, but I don't know who shot him. But like, why are we coming to a concert with the intent of I need to protect myself? You get what I'm saying? Like, why would you? not come with the mindset of I'm about to have a motherfucking good time. I'm finna hear some good music. I'm finna enjoy some vibes. Everybody here should be on the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And as adults, why is it so hard to stay away from somebody you got beef with? If I'm beefing with somebody and I'm on one side of the club and I see them on the other side of the club, and if I have no reason or no business to go over there, I'm not going to go over there. Like, I'm not, like, y'all take on sight. To like a whole nother level Like that shit ain't even cool anymore Like folks paying their money Lil Baby posted that he was gonna refund everybody their money Because he wasn't they, He didn't He wasn't able to really perform It's like There's a t- Whatever happened to there's a time and a place for shit Like y'all just I, I see a nigga And I'm, I want him dead Not we gonna fight Not we got beef It's I have to kill you You've done something I don't like And half the time you motherfuckers arguing about something That probably ain't got nothing to really do with you Or something that if somebody asks you why you mad You can't really motherfucking explain why you mad You just mad because this person hangs with somebody your friend got beef with It's just weird ass energy Like we are grown men We're grown Y'all are grown women Like what happened to going out and having a good clean time Turn up Do y'all think it's the music? I was talking to my cousin earlier, and I, I heard this guy, uh, I think it was on TikTok, and he was like, we're digesting music that's telling us that it's okay to go. Like, we're not telling us, but it's glorifying murdering and killing and robbing and fighting. and You know what I'm saying? And back in the day, like, Luther was singing about fucking, you know, and that's what everybody was doing. You know, when we were coming up, like, Pretty Ricky and all those groups, they were making songs that – Kept that made you want to dance, grab your girl and dance, get up against the wall and you know all that. But now we we fuck nigga free. All the all the R and B songs are about like cheating and <laughs> shit like that. Like nothing is about it's not relationship worthy. I think it's the music or it's just motherfuckers don't know how to act. I just Robin said it's the hookahs. I just I don't get it. Like when I go out and get dressed. Like, I'm trying to put my bitch shit on. I didn't change clothes five times. I'll be goddamned if I'm just finna fight somebody. And what pisses me off, though, is it's not even fighting no more. Everybody's so fucking hard, but you scared to get your ass whooped. 
that's what's amazing to me. Everybody's so tough. You you heavy. You 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 the big dog on the block. But soon as somebody step on your shoes, you rather not fight them or whatever reason you got to fight them. You rather just go to the extreme and kill them. And then like half of y'all scared to get the ass whooping. So when you get your ass whooped, you gotta kill them. You still got your ass whooped. <laughs> like that ain't stopping the that ain't changing the fact that you got your ass whooped or that everybody see you can't fight. All this doing is saying, oh, this such such and such will kill you. Don't fight him because he's gonna kill you. You still a bitch to me. Like just fight. You cannot that's one thing I learned as a child. You can't whoop everybody. It's somebody out there for your ass. You know what I'm saying? And like this is the thing, just Stay out folks bees and stay out folks way. Like, just go out and have a good fucking time. Some of y'all just like to go out and just wreak havoc. Like, y'all go out with the mindset of, like, I'm taking my strap in case a nigga. Why do you got beef? Why you got beef? Y'all stay in the same apartment complex? Girl, y'all need to get y'all goals. Like, get some better goals. Y'all mad because of what? Y'all stay in different apartment complexes? <laughs> that ain't shit to be... Girl, please. I, I don't know. Um... It's the pills they pop and got them off. And I believe that, too. Them motherfuckers, these fentanyls, all that shit got these motherfuckers really fucked up in the head. Kadarius Hassan said he got in with the gun the same way other people get in with weed at the games. Security don't check for real. The motherfuckers just don't know how to act. Yeah, and that's my thing. I don't understand how you go out here and say you got a security business. You know what I'm saying? You want to start doing security. And folks hire you. And the club you're securing or the spot you're securing, somebody gets shot at. Like, that's not good for your business. Or y'all letting motherfuckers in who going to pay you an extra $50. Like, I just, like, take pride in the shit that you're doing. Like, why would you want to let people inside of here and half of you young niggas can't even shoot? Half of you motherfuckers can't shoot. Y'all shooting everybody but the motherfucker you want to shoot. And that be the thing. Y'all done fucked around and shot the goddamn bathroom attendant because you cock out or something. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Victoria said young men act, act as if they have something to prove and don't know how to handle their emotions. You know, I've said that before on the show I had um, about black men and mental health. The only emotion black men are allowed to show, well, I'm going to say we are allowed. The only emotion black men think we are allowed to show is aggression and anger. And a lot, I've said this time and time again. Y'all be out here shooting people because your feelings hurt. Half you motherfuckers really need a hug. And it's really just the heart of the matter. A lot of you motherfuckers need somebody to say, hey, I love you. And you know what I'm saying? Because there's no reason. Life is too good for us to be out here, like, looking to fight people. Life is too good for you to go out and want to take someone else's life. Like, to me... It'll be hard. Like, my life will have to literally be in danger for me to take someone else's life because I value life. I value the love I have from my mother, my father, my sister, my friends, my family. Like, I know they don't want to know. They don't want to hear anything that tragic has happened to me. So I'm always thinking of, like, people have children at home. You know what I'm saying? You're that heartless. You're that careless over some fucking middle school beef or high school beef. Somebody fucked your girlfriend. She's a whore. Leave her. Like, like What? Like, you're so overly emotional about, and it's a thing, men try to be so macho, but we act out of emotion 99% of the time. And that's why people are getting shot, because your feelings are hurt. This shit is nuts to me. Like, it's absolutely nuts to me. I just don't, I don't get it how you are that upset 
and you want to and you say to yourself like, okay, I'm gonna shoot this man in this concert. Fuck everybody else in here. Fuck if a bullet goes through him and shoot somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Just it doesn't matter. I saw today in was it New York? It was um, it wasn't New York City, but it was in New York State. I can't think of the name of the uh, the actual city. A security guard. I don't know if it was a school or a park or what was going on, but there were some teenage kids that were fighting. The security guard, you know, being an adult, okay, yeah, I'll cut it out, you know, stop the fighting. Somehow, some way, the security guard ended up getting shot in the back of the head. It's just like, dude, we we say the kids bad, but it's some damn fools out here that's in their 30s and 20s too, though. Like, they grow into damn fools. I just, I, I just don't get it. Derek said they have nothing else going for themselves. I wish it wasn't like that, but this mentality got their heads twisted. And I just don't know where, like, where do we go from here? Like, where do we go from here? Like, is it, like, what is it going to take? Because like I said before, I think this, this generation is just a lost cause. I really fear for, like, my nephew generation. I just don't know <laughs> what to expect because, like, I was talking to him before. He was like, you know, school ain't fun to him. He's in high school. He's in 10th grade. And I was thinking, like, why the fuck is school ain't fun to you? Like, I still have dreams about me being in high school. That's how much fun I had. And that's how often I think about it. But I was like, you know what? These kids aren't fun. Everybody want to be grown. Everybody want to be a gangster. Like, kids weren't being children. We was busy at school, like, putting fucking hot Cheetos inside of notebook paper and passing around. You know what I'm saying? These kids, they don't know how to socialize. They don't know how to do shit. So, I don't know. I don't know. It was in Utica. Thank you, Derek. I knew there was a it, it, the the name was for me because it was a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race. But yeah, Utica. I saw that today right before I got out. But um, yeah, I just I just I don't know. I don't know. So um, it's just it's sad. It's embarrassing, and it's going to cause a lot of shit to like skip over Memphis. You know, um, as we can see, like a, a not a lot of celebrities come here. A lot of people travel, got it like for Beyonce. A lot of people from Memphis went, but they had to travel to Nashville. They had to go to Atlanta. They going to New Orleans. Like they going to Dallas. They going to Houston. They going to New York. I, I saw motherfuckers from Memphis that went overseas to see Beyonce. It's just like she can't even come here. And that's my thing, Robin. Motherfucker, you can't like I, you can't even fucking read. That's you ought to be mad at. Yeah, you mad over some fucking Twitter beef or Facebook beef? You can't even read. Y'all be mad at yourselves. And it, they are spoiled breasts with $100 sneakers. That's true. I, I, Me too, dear. I had a ball in high school. I had a fucking blast every day. Like, it wasn't no such thing as really a skip in school. Like, we had senior skip day and shit like that. But, bitch, as far as, like, wanting to go to school and take part in extracurricular activities, I'd be so glad to see when I go. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jackson State. When I go and see their band is, like, full that makes my heart glad because I like music. And when I'm looking at other schools that used to have big bands when I was growing up, these kids don't want to do shit. They barely want to sing in the choir. And then all it, it's like for the, the majorette community, when we were growing up, majorette, you had the majorettes, you had the drummers, right? Little boys come in with headbands and big-ass dicky shorts, and you know, they had their drums, they had their little routine and shit. Now majorettes got to dance to music. Because these little boys don't want to do anything but go out here and wreak havoc and rob and steal and kill. And I'm like, y'all want to be so G and so, like, be big dude. Why not go in the gym and play drums and be around all these girls? 
you rather hang out in the room full of niggas all day long. Like y'all want to go to a sausage party all motherfucking day, but it's a it's ninety five majorettes in this motherfucking gym. But y'all rather go around the neighborhood and breaking old ladies' cars and shit. <sighs> I, I just don't get it. Robin said, "Miss forty five days of school and have on the queens at prom, girl, right?" And the mama coming there right before school. Where my baby ain't graduating. Your baby can't even read. She's in the twelfth grade, reading on third grade level. Baby, you a fool. Like, what do you mean? Where have you been? You know, it's just, and these kids are raising themselves. But, you know, um, if you saw the beginning of my show, there was a man named Larry Sinclair. I'm going to put him on the screen for y'all. His name was Larry Sinclair. And this is the man who um, claims that he had sexual relationships with Barack Obama. So if you miss the beginning of the show, go back after this goes off and make sure you watch the clip of him actually saying it. It's a 45-minute interview. Um, what did I see it? What's the man's name? Tucker Tucker Carlson. He is, uh, I think, Fox 13 news reporter. But, uh, yeah, this man claims that he had sex with Barack Obama. Let me try to. So, uh, if you go to Tucker Carlson's Instagram page, there's a link that will take you to Twitter. Or, Robin, do me a favor. Go to your uh, text messages if you can, and put it in the um, the link I sent you earlier. Put it in the comments. But yeah, if if you not if you don't want to do that, it's in the bio on Larry Carlson's Instagram page. So, Tucker, um, I said Larry. His name is Larry. Larry Sinclair. So Tucker Carlson, Larry Sinclair is the man's name. Sorry. Um, he claimed that he had sex with Barack Obama in 1999. And I'm reading notes because I watched this bullshit this morning at work. If you just look at him, he looks like that candle off of, um, where is it at? Hold on. Fuck, where am I camera? He looks like that candle off of, um, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he just looks like he's fucking melting. Nigga, listen. We all want to fuck Barack, right? Let's just be honest here. Like, back when Barack, first, like 2007, 2008, Barack found the motherfucker. Like, everybody wants to fuck Barack. But, sir, and I'm not the, I don't want to be that, I do want to be that guy. You didn't fuck Barack. You probably never even been in the same rooms with Barack. You might not even been in the same vicinity as Barack. What he said was he went to a graduation. He was staying in the naval base. He called a limousine. He called a limousine to come get him. The limousine took him to a club. It was a very exclusive club. He wouldn't disclose if it was a gay club or a straight club. He said it was a very high society club. And out, he he told his driver, he told his driver that he wanted to go out, have a good time. He said he was very, very, very detailed about what kind of good time he was going, that he wanted to have. He pulls up and the driver introduces him to Barack Obama. So me, I'm a visual listener. So I'm visualizing you pulling up with four teeth in your motherfucking mouth. So you pulling up and Barack just happened to be standing on the corner waiting to just meet this random motherfucker that the limo driver introduced him to. So he said he went in there and told Barack he needed something because he said the club was more like loungy, right? So he told Barack that he wanted something to wake him up. So this will get interesting. So he told Barack he needs something to wake him up. So Barack went, they went to the limo, to his limo. 
Barack knew the limo driver, so he say. So they went somewhere. He gave Barack Obama $250 to go towards some motherfucking cocaine. And Barack went and got cocaine for this complete stranger. Married to Michelle in 1999. He was married to his wife, so he picked some random white sissy to choose to go buy cocaine for, pick up the cocaine himself. The dude said he did the cocaine off a CD tray. This would piss me off. He said he did cocaine and Barack pulled out a crack pipe. So, bitch, <laughs> looking at how fine and well-kept Barack is and how you got motherfucking four teeth and two strands of hair, you going to tell me that Barack is the crackhead and you did cocaine? Bitch, please. Now, we all know Whitney Houston's a long motherfucking time ago. I make too much money to smoke crack. Crack is cheap, crack is whack. So how the fuck you going to say Barack pulled a motherfucking pipe out of his pocket and Barack started smoking crack and you start snorting powder because you class it like that? I was like, bitch, please get the fuck out of here. You're toothless. Like, you are fucking toothless. So, so I'm looking at him like, girl, I don't believe this. So he said he had no idea who Barack Obama was. And at that time, Barack Obama was in the House of Representatives for Illinois. So I'm just like, Barack got too much to lose for him to be standing on the corner waiting on a fucking random limo driver to pick, to drop off this random ass white guy who's looking to have a good time. And he went and smoked a pipe in front of you. Like, okay. So then the boy said when they when they got high, he started rubbing Barack's leg. Barack pulled his dick out. <laughs> he said Barack unzipped his pants. So that was that was first on an interview. Y'all gotta watch it. So he said Barack, he rubbed Barack thigh. Barack pulled his dick out, let the man suck it <laughs> in the back of the limousine. So he told the limo driver to drop him off at his hotel first. Catch this. The bitch stands at the Confident Suites. Girl, ain't that the um ain't that the hotel with Junior raped Ebony at the bachelor party? Girl, get the fuck. Like, you got a limo driver hoe and you stand at the motherfucking confident. He gonna say it was nineteen ninety nine. I don't give a fuck. If you got enough money to rent a limo driver to take you to a motherfucking exclusive club where Barack Obama was standing on the corner and took your junky white ass to the uh, to a fucking crack house and got some cocaine, surely you got enough money to not afford to. We got enough money to not be standing in the motherfucking comfort in suites. Period. Like who you think you talking to? So anyway, like you like this man looked like everything he been through. Like what the fuck are you talking about? So anywho. He said Barack got high. He rubbed Barack thigh. Barack pulled his dick out. He sucked. I'm tickled. He sucked Barack dick. Told the limo driver to drop him off first, and then drop Barack off. But for some reason, they ended up dropping him off first. And then the limo driver that he ordered dropped him off first. Took Barack home last. So the bitch said he went. The bitch said that the next day, all of a sudden, Barack Obama. Knocks on his door. He didn't know Barack was coming. So he opens the door and Barack pulled his pants down. He sucked Barack. <laughs> he said Barack did. Barack pulled that pipe out, smoked some more crack. He snorted some more cocaine and he sucked Barack dick again and Barack left. You can't get nowhere smoking the pipe, bitch. <laughs> Sir. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be classes or talk about how people. I do want to talk about you because you're fucking hideous. But I don't mean to be like, bitch, 
you, you, Barack, you're not Barack. You don't, you're not even attractive. I went to his old pictures. Like, this man, oh, I wish the fuck I would have saved those pictures. Yeah, this man ran for mayor in Cocoa Beach. I heard he had a rap sheet longer than the motherfucking CVS receipt. He he lives in Mexico now. So first of all, you live in Mexico, so that means you done done something you got a motherfucking business doing over here. So he lives in Mexico. He goes by the name of Larry Vizcara Avila and Mohammed Gahanian. Now I don't know about you, but any motherfucker that need three names is not to be trusted. I'm not finna look at this motherfucking white man and call you Mohammed. You done done some, you ain't got no motherfucking business doing. So he said that. Um, oh, you scared the shit out of me. I forgot I went home by myself. Um, so yeah, my dude just walked out. Yeah. Um, so where I'm, I'm where I'm gonna take the story to. So he been to jail for check check fraud, uh, forgery, and I think identity fraud or something like this. So he's been in jail a couple of times. So he um he said that once he saw that Barack Obama was running for uh, president, because this happened in ni- in 1999. So eight years later, he saw Barack Obama was running for president. So uh, he said it irritated him because Barack Obama told the people that he did try marijuana in college, but him knowing that he sucked Barack Obama's dick and Barack Obama um, did cocaine, did crack cocaine with him, that it pissed him off because he wasn't being honest. So he wanted Barack Obama to go in there and say, hey, you do you did crack cocaine as early as 1999. So he went ahead and told the people that he also had sex with Barack Obama. So this is where it gets interesting. So he claims that he wrote an email. He excludes the fact that him and Barack Obama has had sex. He only adds the fact that him and Barack Obama did drugs together. So he said that he I think he never heard back from them or whatever. So all of a sudden he got a random phone call from, you know, Barack Obama went to Jeremiah Wright's church in Chicago. So there was a choir director. What was his name? Damn, I Googled him. I, I thought I wrote his name down. But anyway, there was a choir director from the church. He ended up getting killed. He ended up getting killed. He was a choir director from Barack Obama's church. So he said that um, he said that uh, the he got a phone call from this choir director, but the guy was trying to frame himself as one of Barack's uh, one of his campaign members or whatever. So he was telling him, I need to know everything you know. Tell me everything. Barack Obama's the campaign is never going to come out and validate anything you're saying, but I need to know everything, who you talk to, what happened, all this stuff. So he claims that this ended up being the choir director from the church who also ended up getting killed in his apartment in Chicago. So my thing is your only motherfucking reliable source just so happened to have gotten killed. So the the boy did get killed. The murder has not been solved. He was killed in his apartment. I, look, I looked it up earlier. He did get killed. I did see that. But it just was like, bitch, out of everybody that that could validate or say, because he said him and Barack, he claimed that the uh, the uh, choir director said that him and Barack Obama was smashing before too. And I was just like, I just don't see Barack. I'm not gonna, I don't put nothing past nobody. I just don't see Barack being that fucking sloppy, first of all. Fucking some random ass white man. Please. So uh, Kevin said, baby, you got to do a little bit more than rub my leg for me to pull this meat out. Exactly. And then what I'm doing, I ain't never done cocaine. But bitch, you, I don't, can you get hard off cocaine? Like, is your dick going to even get hard? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, look him up, y'all. His name is Larry Sinclair. And it, when I say so much shit going to come out, this man wrote a book 
And it was like lies, deceit, drugs, and murder or something. It's Barack Obama's on the cover. This how I knew this hoe was a real crackhead. The book costs $956.62. Who came up with that amount? I don't know. But it's $956.62 on Amazon for a hard copy. $303 for a soft copy. And I'm just like, girl, please. But yeah. Um, y'all have to look him up. I'm gonna look, yeah, look at his face one more time. Come on. Come on. You obviously ain't sold a book because you ain't got but two teeth in your head. So you obviously, this shirt's a fool. It just, yeah, everything just pointing in the opposite direction. I just, I don't see it for you. I, I don't see you ever being attractive. You know how you see your old motherfucker? Like, I can tell he might have been handsome back in the day. I, no. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Like, you, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The picture I saw him, he was like 500 fucking pounds. But anywho, um, make sure y'all check that out. It's fucking hilarious. Um, so my main topic tonight was on YouTube. I put spare the, <laughs> I put spare the rod for the child or whatever. But um, I wanted to talk about it because this morning I saw, <laughs> I saw this lady here. So if y'all want to see the pictures, if you're listening, y'all have to tune into the live show or check me out on YouTube. This lady, <laughs> this lady here um, from Augusta, Georgia, she's 35 years old. Let that rest root in the body in your spirit. The woman y'all are looking at is 35 years old. Bitch, I'm 34. So um, she whooped her 14-year-old son with an extension cord. Uh, so she ended up going to jail. But that's what brought up my my uh my topic for the night because I want to know the so my generation like I was raised you know you gonna get your ass beat you know you act a fool you gonna get your ass beat but um I want to know they want to looks rough <laughs> I'm sorry I can't get I can't let it go it got a hold of me that lady looks. T- <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Ooh, lift your hands and tell God thank you. 35. I'm putting it back on the screen. Shit, you shit me. <laughs> that bitch head longer than a bike seat. I <laughs> Thirty five, my ass, and bitch, you thirty five in dog years, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, she whooped us fourteen years old, Mister Jacob. Should have whooped that bitch with a hot comb, but um, she whooped her kid with an extension cord. So anyway, even though I do think before we get into that disclaimer, I don't ever think there's any reason to whoop anybody, any child, with a fucking extension cord, but um. Yeah, I had a lot of questions. I wrote a lot of questions down so we can talk about this the uh, last segment of the show. Um, I grew up in a generation where most of my friends, most of my relatives, most of my cousins got their ass beat. Like, that was just something that happened, right? Um, For those who did get whoopings or for those who have children now and whoop their children, 
Uh, what are the benefits of spanking your child? Um, did it help you as a child? Like when we were growing up, do you like, okay, so I have never been in trouble out like with the law or anything. I have gotten my ass whooped a couple of times, but it wasn't too much for behavior issues. I think only maybe once for behavior other than me and my sister couldn't stop fighting each other and shit. But I didn't enjoy getting my ass whooped. I don't like being touched. I don't like anybody touching me like unwarranted. I just hate the thought of being touched unwarranted. Uh, But um, do I think that it benefited me any? I don't know. I don't think I was naturally a bad kid, so my mom and dad didn't have to whoop us much, but I can't recall too many times where I didn't do something because of the fear of getting my ass whooped. Like, the biggest threat for us growing up was like, don't bring in bad grades or bad conduct, right? I don't think I sat in class like, I need to do this work or my daddy going to turn my ass up. So I don't know... um, if it was necessary in my upbringing, if it would have changed anything. Now, because my mom and daddy whooped me and my sister's ass quite often for us fighting, right? But we continued to fight. As I said, we got whoopings quite often for fighting. But I don't know if them whooping our ass, like, we, we're fighting, and my sister hit me or I hit her or whatever, I think the last thing on anybody's mind is mom and dad gonna whoop us for fighting. Fuck all of that. You know, it, the bets are off, bitch. Like, put your hands up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know if whooping us because we were fighting did any good because we continued to fight until I got old enough to pin her ass in the corner, like, yeah, bitch, I got you now. But you know what I'm saying? My sister whooped my ass all through childhood, just FYI, until I got like about 13. But yeah, like, I don't think it stopped us from fighting each other. So I don't know if, like, is it just because of the child? Do you think it makes a difference? If, like, because I know a kid I went to school with. His mama came up to the school and tore his ass up. And I mean from literally from the classroom door to outside to the school. Like, he ran, she ran behind that ass, and she whooped him till he had nothing on but draws. But he still, after that embarrassment wore off from, like, getting your ass whooped in front of your, in front of your classmates, that boy still acted a fool. He was bad up until I had, I ain't seen him since eighth grade, but he was bad all up, leading up until that. And I'm sure he used whooping his ass at home. I'm sure that wasn't your first time whooping him at school. So I just, I don't know. Uh, y'all talk to me. Let me know, like, how y'all feel about that. Um, like, I know now the parents are on this gentle parenting kick, which I ain't knocking. But are there any times where you feel like your child needs to be disciplined physically? Mine were mainly for not following directions or being disrespectful in the old school parenting way. Yeah, and I feel like these days, too, being disrespectful, it holds a different weight to me now because – Parents sometimes go on power trips and try to, like, take the child's opinions. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, staying in a child's place. And I feel like sometimes, like, what the fuck is a child's place? Like, I don't I don't like, so, like, if I'm talking to my mom or, like, some adults are talking and my niece is in our face because she's nosy. 
So, like, she'll be sitting up in the corner. Like, if she hears some good gossip going on, she's going to make her way to the living room. Now, I send her little ass at the back. Like, stuff like that. Like, to me, that's staying in a child's place. Like, not getting in adult business. But if my mom is doing something that I may not understand or something that I do not like, I don't think it's wrong for the child to voice that. Like, the mom be like, you calling me a lie? I'm, you know, I don't know what the problem is with black people, with black parents, with the kids saying lie. But... If you're not telling the truth, you're telling a lie. So don't ask me any questions that if you want me to give you the correct answer to, then I'm in trouble for saying, yeah, mama, you lying. But it's not the truth. You know what I'm saying? It just And it just may not be the truth. Some kids fear their parents. Others don't. There should be a healthy respect for adults. And that's what I wrote down too, Robin. Um, are you afraid of your parents? There was one time I was afraid of my dad. Um, and it wasn't because I thought, that I was ever going to cross those lines. I just saw him whoop my sister ass real good one time, and I was like, oh, my God, if he did her like that, surely, you know, my ass is grass. But thinking back on that, my sister has gotten out of line with her mouth as an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, my sister has done shit and said shit all of our lives, all of our lives. Like, she's never been that person to be like, um, like she never had a respectful person. You piss her off, bitch, you're getting what you're going to get. And that goes across the board to everybody. So I remember my sister getting her ass handled as a preteen for her mouth. And I, I remember her getting her ass handled as fucking late as 24 years old. I feel like it's something that she just has to grow, that she had to grow out of. You know what I'm saying? I just don't ever think that the whoopings really, really worked for us. My daughter just said she prefers having conversations about what she has done wrong. So we have meetings on Sunday and we share five of improvements and five compliments. I dig that. I dig that. Um, because I do feel like sometimes things can be talked about and then we, and I don't have children, right? So um, I just feel like sometimes that we aren't, teaching our children emotional intelligence because they do something wrong we whooping their ass they make me mad we whooping their ass so now if nobody ever shows them a better way it turns into it goes into adulthood you piss me off now we fight at the club <laughs> you know what i'm saying it, it i think that just all goes hand in hand jasmine Moss says my mama definitely used the fear tactic with me i was so sensitive and she knew that Kev said, that's why them kids out here acting a fool because parents don't whoop their ass. Um, so the thing is, like, let's talk about that. What what warrants an ass whooping? Like, what behavior that a child, a child shows or misbehavior that a child shows that warrants me to whoop your ass? Or to, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just goes beyond talking. I got I to gotta get off in your ass. Daphne says, I think back then there was a village. We as kids knew how far to go with certain adults. Grown-ups did not play with kids then. You either did what they said and asked unless you wanted your ass whooped. Um, right, so I grew up with a village. Um, my mom was one of those mamas. Like my cousin, um, Chicken, she lived with us the majority of my life. 
So chicken was able to whoop up, whoop my ass. Uh, I've heard I've heard other stories from my cousin the same. My mom always wants to know what you hitting them for and all of that. But I don't ever think I was. I don't ever recall my mama ever getting in, like getting mad at my uncle or my grandmother or a cousin for whooping me. If it did happen, it had it didn't happen around me. Like my cousin chicken whooped me several times growing up, and it was stuff like. Um, I remember one time I was coming home from school. I was crazy about, was it Barney or Jerry Springer? <laughs> I used to run home from school to watch Jerry Springer. So I was in third grade. I was grown as fuck. I had all the tapes. My mom and them had no business letting me watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> I had all the Jerry Springer tapes on motherfucking VHS. I was eight. Um, but, yeah, my cousin whooped me one time. I was coming home from school, and um, I ran across the street. And so when we got in the house, she whooped my ass. You know, she like, because she just told me, like, don't run across the street. So stuff like that, I think it was out of fear of something happening to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to whoop your ass, not because you disrespected me, because I told you not to cross the street. Because what if you got hit by a car and, you know, now I got to tell your mama you fucking dead or, you know, saying something happened to you under my watch. So I think sometimes that caused me to get whoopings or whatever. But I, I was never abused. So I think that's a difference. There's a difference between whooping your child and abuse, abusing your child. I don't know too many people who has trauma behind getting the ass whooped as a child? Well, not in my in like in my close circle. I'm sure there are. I know I'm take I'll take that back. I do I do know people who parents went too far. A lot of parents have anger issues and then they turn around and they're in turn abusing their kids. So I think that sometimes where the gentle parenting comes in there because some people were abused and then I don't want to put my child through that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to whoop my child. So, um, Robin said, taking privileges privileges away for some kids, taking their phones, early bedtimes work. Every kid is different. Yeah, and that's what I said earlier, uh, Rob. I think it just differs with the child. Like, some kids are just bad as fuck. I remember one time, my sister was getting a whooping. I don't know if it was my dad and my mama, my mama that whooped her. But my sister, I would cry because I don't like being hit. I, it hurt. Please stop. So you, my dad and mama, like, they were soft on us. So, like, you hit me, like, four or five times. I'm acting like, bitch, call the paramedics. Like, I was very dramatic. I'm under the bed. Like, like please stop hurting me, right? My sister, on the other hand, she would, like, snatch the belt. This bitch trying to tussle. She's just doing extra shit, like, just prideful. So they would puff for a long time. I remember one time we got a whooping together, and I got hit, like, maybe three times. My sister like, it got to the point I was standing up watching her get her ass whooped because she was acting like fool, my mama. And um, one time this girl got a whooping, got her ass tore up. This bitch came in my, <laughs> that bitch came in my room and was like, that wasn't shit. So I'm saying to say some kids, it just don't bother. Some kids, it doesn't change. You have to take something that they really like away from them. So, so I just think, you know, and we got whoopings, like I said, but I just don't know if that changed, like, how I will react. I, I don't think it's just in me to go out and wreak havoc or just to go out and get in trouble any motherfucking way. So I just don't know if me getting my ass whooped mattered in my childhood. Like, if it caused, like, if it changed my mind, like, I'm not going to do this because my dad whooped my ass. I think I went to school and did my work because... I went to school and I wanted to do my work. Like, I didn't want to get in trouble. I wanted to, you know, be an old, not an overachiever, but goddamn, I wanted to be on the principal list. I wanted to be in the unsocied. It was stuff I took pride in. You know what I'm saying? Isaac said, it's a balance. No one knows their child better than the parent. That's true. 
And a lot of my problems is the some of these parents are delusional as fuck. Some of y'all are raising the fucking seed of Chucky. Some last time me and my mama got got physical was in two thousand eight. I was in eighth grade, lying about having MySpace and Facebook being grown, but she fought the fuck. <laughs> That's what I told my supervisor earlier. I was like, my mama kind of stopped whooping us at a certain time. It was almost like, pow! Like, she would punch you in the motherfucking mouth. My dad knew he couldn't do that without CPS getting involved. So he he whooped our ass for a bit. But the last whooping I got was I was I was 12. Tell me about y'all last, like y'all good whoopings. The last good whooping I got, the last whooping I got, actually, I was in the seventh grade. The teacher would call every Sunday. I'll be in the shower. And I, she probably did now because she was like 200 when I was in seventh grade. So this was 2000, 2001. No, 2001, 2002 was my seventh grade year. So um, she called. Her name was Miss Danley. Miss Danley called every fucking Sunday night or Thursday night, one or the other. And she would call and talk about, like, Dietrich just won't shut up. Have a podcast that I can't shut up. So she was like, Dietrich won't shut up. And um, he's a good he's a good student, but when he gets done his work, he disturbs class. So my dad was like, my dad would always say, you can have good grades and bad conduct, but you ain't gonna be a da- you ain't gonna be a dummy and a damn fool. So you can't bring an F in and a U in conduct. He said the, the F is the F in the F in the grade and the U in the conduct can tell him fuck you. So he was like, you can't bring the F and the U. So I ended up getting a D in reading, and I was the best reader in seventh grade. I ended up getting a D in reading, and I got a U in conduct. And it was Southside High School's homecoming. My mom said every Thursday night. <laughs> I knew it. It was every Thursday, mom. So, um, so I ended up. It was Southside homecoming. My dad swept him down. He don't remember this night, but he came to the school, and all of the teachers at Longview surrounded my daddy, and they was like they put. You remember the old school grade book, and they was like this. This is the grade book. They was like he's smart, but he won't shut up. So. My daddy checked me out of school, tore my ass cat raggedy. And this is the part he claimed he don't remember. So it was Southside's homecoming. I was in seventh grade. My sister was in the ninth. I was obsessed with Southside High School. And it was a homecoming game. My daddy let me get dressed. We had a black expedition. He let me get dressed, picked up my sister and all of her friends. My daddy also went to Southside. My mom went to Southside. So it was my daddy, me, and my sister and her friends. He picked all of us up. Parked in front of the fucking football stadium. Everybody got out the car. He told me I couldn't go. I had to sit outside in that motherfucking truck all night long. I was so pissed. But there was a that that taught me my lesson. I don't think the whooping taught me anything that day. I think it was more so, motherfucker. You want you excited about this game, huh? You you finna sit your motherfucking ass outside. So, are you got beaten the tenth grade? <laughs> I got caught coming out the tube one time. My dick was so tender. <laughs> Never doing it again. I don't know if she caught me at the tube or I just was getting, I don't know. But my dick was tender. I remember getting hit across the dick with a belt before. Um, Robin said, kids develop their personality by age five. So if they're terrible, it may not change unless they have positive influences. And kids definitely need positive influences, but you have parents that say, like, can't nobody say anything to my child. So I'm going to ask the parents that are watching, can folks whoop your children? Like, are people allowed? I ain't going to just say people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was growing up, it was like my mom, my dad, my cousin Chicken, uh, my Uncle Rodney if he needed to, which was never. 
um, my grandmother. You know, like we were taught to respect everybody too, though. You know, and I think this this time parents aren't requiring that their children respect anybody but them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a problem as well. Robin said, my last whooping I got, my dad fell backwards and knocked a split in the living room wall, which stayed there for the remainder of our time in the house. He said I was acting fast. Probably was. Derek said, mine was in sixth grade. I got punched many a times after that. Lillian didn't play. Lillian or McKinley didn't play. Same with me. Smart and talk too much. But I think there was a that was a um, a remnant of the schoolwork being a little too easy for me. Like, it was just easy. Schoolwork came easy. Um, I'm talking my ass. I got a lot of questions today. With permission, depends on who it is. Like, my sister called me one day. She was like, go up to the school and whoop your nephew's ass. Uh, I forgot what Jeremiah did. What did he do? I think he called a teacher bald head or something, like trying to show out. So she wanted me to go up there and whoop him. I whooped him. I barely hit him. I ain't want to whoop him too bad. <laughs> but I don't think Jeremiah even cried. <laughs> no, this is my nigga. I ain't want to whoop him. But, uh, yeah, um, and you got people like when who be like you know nobody can whoop their kids, and the, and the thing is I get that because at times you don't know how people will whoop your kids because we see that a lot. These girls let their boyfriend who've been living there for three weeks whoop their daughter and the child fucking dead. Now y'all both trying to hide the baby in the fucking inside of a mattress or something. So like I get it. But when you have that person that you know that you can trust with your child, you know what I'm saying? My thing is don't leave your child with anybody you don't trust like that in, with their life. You know what I'm saying? But um, I've been around people sometimes want to whoop their motherfucking kids. Like the little fat little girl that was in Walmart acting fool with her grandma, I would have snatched her little ass. Like, that wouldn't, like that's the type of kid you don't talk to. Like I just think sometimes some kids, I just, I, I'm not going to talk to you. Like this, look, did y'all see the video? She was in Walmart. Throwing like flower pots She had pushed the old lady Pushed her grandmama And some other woman was trying to help her She called that woman a bitch Like that little motherfucker though You gotta take a broomstick And just break her back in half Like some kids You know I don't know I think there's exceptions to every rule Um, Daphne said They may correct them But leave the physical discipline to me or the parent Yeah I mean like my thing is If you I get it I get it Um I get it. If no one can whoop your child but you, I need you to whoop your child ass, though. Like, if that's something that you do. You know, if you normally whoop your child ass and your son that came over here and tore up my motherfucking couch and then called me a faggot or <laughs> some shit like that, I'm going to need you to whoop little John John's ass. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me you whooping his ass. I need to know you whooping his ass. You know what I'm saying? So, little shit like that. Um... Corporal punishment in school, Andy. I don't. I think that um, it may have worked for some for those kids like who didn't really enjoy getting the paddling. Like, bitch, I don't want to go to Coach Matthews and get my ass whoops. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that probably was something I did. But well, I wasn't a bad student. But yeah, one time I had got smiled with the home ed teacher or some shit. That bitch didn't put meat in her rotier. I thought that was fucking strange. But um. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, you can suspend me, baby. I ain't finna go to Coach Matthews. I guess it did make a difference. Now I'm talking. Now I think about it. The one her brother told me and their mom pulled a wig out. Uh-uh, it wasn't there, Derek. It was the girl in the middle of Walmart. And she was by herself. She was standing on top of the fucking, with a flower pot and shit at. And I was like, girl, please. Like, you with your grandma. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I guess it just all depends. Like, some shit I think may warrant a spanking, I think you get people that 
are like, like I'm a historian, I like history, and a lot of people feel like we pick up a lot of customs from racism. Like, we were slaves, we did wrong, we got our ass beat. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a part of why some people don't whoop their kids, you know? Um, I just, some people feel like their voices were taken because I, I, I'm staying in a child's place. I'm not able to voice that mama got me fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm not able to say, mama, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Without being disrespectful. You know, so I feel like that too. A lot of us, a lot of our parents may have picked up these old archaic ass um, customs and feel like it's disrespect because I'm not saying yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. Up north, they don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? And down south, it's like, if a kid says yes, or if you call your child name, they say what, that's disrespectful. But in other, it just I think it's just a regional thing. You know, I don't think it's disrespectful if my nephew don't tell me, yes, sir. I don't give a fuck about that. Um, respect for me isn't you telling me, yes, sir. Respect for me if I'm saying, hey, can you do this for me? Or, you know what I'm saying, do what I ask you to do. Nothing outside of the realms of reality. But, like, you know what I'm saying, do what I ask you to do. And like you know, what I'm saying, don't give me no attitude and all this shit. Rolling your eyes, like you know, like I, you know, what I'm saying that's disrespectful to me. Like when I talk to my nephew, he he struggles looking me in my eyes, and I try to make him look me in my eyes. Like look at people when they're talking to you. Try to teach him a fact of life. But um, like Robin said, whoopings don't equal compliance. I just, you know, and I powder one because he stole his mama like being one. Now that ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> you out in somebody else beat. How you whoop? <laughs> you whoop this boy because he thought his mama light beer money. Light beers are high, baby. Economy's down. Um, I'm trying to see what else do I have. Um, uh, I had I wrote down that whoopings instill fear or respect. Um, I think a lot of parents like that power over their child, and they want their child to be afraid of them. Uh, I don't think I would want my child to fear me. I think I would want my child to know if need be, I will bust your ass, but we're going to try to take every measure before we get there. So I don't completely frown upon gentle parenting, and I also don't frown upon the old school, like, go get you a switch. Um, I don't too much frown upon neither one. It just depends on the severity of it. I don't think you should be whooping your kids with extension cords and shit like that, but a little house shoe, flat water. You know, some shit, they ain't never hurt. They ain't never hurt nobody. I think it built character. My mom was so crazy. She would give me the options like whooping or punishment for three weeks, no phone, no TV, nothing, no goodwill, and pick, I'm pick you, not hit me. But I think it works though. Like you take away something that the child really wants and really cherishes. I think that works. Um, just for me, like, cause again, like I said earlier, how many times have you gotten the whooping for the same shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We keep getting whooping for the same shit. Oh, Andy, this little boy came to my knee, went to my knee school. This was a couple years ago. She probably was in the second grade, maybe first grade. That little girl got in my car. She had $500 worth of $5 bills. And I was like, oh, my God. Because my niece couldn't count money. I could tell they was fucking 10 cents for how she know. This little boy gave her a wad of money. When I said I wanted to keep that money so motherfucking bad, I was shocked. 
Addison told him, she's my mom's going to kill me and head a meal down in class. That's right. Do not call me off my job. That's the thing. Like, a lot of these parents, like, nobody wants to leave their job, but my mom didn't want to leave her job, but she left her job. You know what I'm saying? These other motherfucking parents, they don't give a fuck. It's like, fuck the school. It's your responsibility to, you know, until you get, until I get home. Some shit like that. These parents don't give a fuck. Like, we was begging the teacher, like, please don't call my mama growing up. Now it's like, man, call my mama. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I did that man shit. The parents got the motherfucking school on blocked. All kind of ignorant shit. Um, but yeah, I think I've answered, asked um, all of my questions. Yeah, I think I wrote out, I think I've asked, asked, answered, asked, and got everything answered that I wanted to talk about tonight. But who? Um, thank you for tuning in too. The Boy Please Whatever Podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you have not already done so and turn the notification bells on. And also, if you want to hit the cash app, baby. Rome was not building today. So, yeah. Also, before I go, if you need promotion from the Boy Please Whatever Podcast, please send your information to boypleasewhatever23 at gmail.com. The minimum is $50 for two episodes and $25 for each additional episodes afterwards. Make sure all the content is between 30 and 60 seconds. So, yeah, um, I've had a good time. I hope you enjoyed yourself. This, um, you know, it was cool. I had a good time. I be talking so much, I never drink my liquor. So, I be this liquor, like, probably this liquor probably three weeks off. Because I just put it back in the refrigerator because I'm not wasting this Hennessy, baby. But. But yeah, um, I've enjoyed myself. I hope the sentiments are the same. And uh, see you guys on next Monday. Also, I'm going to start a new segment. I cannot think of what I want to name it. Can y'all help me name it before we go? So I want to do a new segment. Well, not a well. Yeah, I want to create a new segment where people send questions. So I had like you know last week was the episode about fucking the brother's boyfriend. That was that was from one of my followers. He wanted me to answer that question. And then the week before, I had someone ask me about purchasing gifts for their parents and stuff like that. So it's been happening quite often. Uh, folks have been sending me content to talk about. So I want to start a new segment, but I don't know what to name it. I was thinking, like, boy, please help me. <laughs> but I kind of want to have, a, like, a twist on the name of the show. So, um, yeah, put it. In the comments or text it to me. Uh, follow me on TikTok at um, Boy Please Whatever on TikTok, or you can put it in the comments. But these this live show it's about to disappear. So first of all, yeah, email it to me, Boy Please Whatever twenty three at gmail dot com, or you can inbox me on Facebook uh, at D Smith the second or D Smith D E E S M I T H. Keisha Marie, I need to make you some green juice. Make me some green juice, girl. What's in it? It ain't a detox. I don't need no help pooping. If I do need a detox, though. My stomach is big as fuck up on this table. Advice or whatever. That's cute. Robin, write this down. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. I'm going to write that down. Advice or whatever. But, yeah, I wanted to... Um I wanted to play on the word, on the name of my show, Boy Please Whatever, so it can be Boy Please Blank or whatever, questions or whatever. But, yeah, I want to have something catchy, so I'm going to, um, 
And I'm also going to work on getting some apparel before it gets cold. I know everybody likes to wear hoodies. So, um, you like, boy, please help me there. I like it too. But, yeah, um, if I choose somebody's, um, if somebody come up with one that I really, really like, I'll give you, like, a free hoodie or something when I get some apparel. But, yeah, um, yeah, help me think of something. And put it in my inbox or something or. E- email it to me or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I am a lefty. We're so smart, aren't we? We're geniuses, actually. Yep. But yeah, um, hit me up. Help me think of something, y'all. But anyway, again, thank y'all for tuning in. I will see y'all on next Monday. And um, I'm about to give me something to eat. So, bon appetit. Peace.